0: hello everyone and welcome back to where is the music podcast today I wanted to talk about a couple of uh, compositions uh, for piano that uh, have been following me for many years and I'm sure have been followed you as well uh, this is uh, a soundtrack by uh, the composer Michael Nyman that um, was featured in the movie the piano a famous uh, movie well received I think uh, it won uh, some important awards the movie mm, was by Jane Campion in 1993 and uh, the soundtrack somehow has made some sort of uh, history in a way because uh, despite the fact that composition themselves are uh, well delightful is beautiful music but uh, mm, not necessarily uh, considered by the critics or in a sense the the academic world uh, masterworks of uh, contemporary art music nevertheless um, it is hard nowadays to find someone who uh, either doesn't know them or haven't heard them before and if you are a pianist yourself, whether are amateur or, or professional, you uh, pretty much must know them, at least must have heard of them. It's, it is very common, to be fair, as a piano teacher, to encounter young students, or actually students of any age, who either have learned it or want to learn it, and um, so there must be some deep, I would say, reason why this is the case and uh, we're not gonna uh, touch on every successful uh, piece of uh, music (laughs) and trying to explain the reasons Uh, we're not but uh, in this particular case um, I have the impression that this music either uh, by chance or maybe deliberately but was able to touch on a dimension that uh, uh, has more to do with the movie itself, has more to do with the world of uh, piano music itself and this is what I uh, what I attempt to do today so um, the two pieces that belong uh, to this uh, soundtrack are called um, the heart asks pleasure first and this uh, is probably the most uh, famous um, goes something like this cool probably later I will play uh, one of these two Um, I was uh, discussing this with a student recently and noticing that uh, particularly in the second one big my secret there are no um, accidentals throughout which is quite uh, um, it's quite unusual for a modern piece of music so uh, what what would that mean to have no accidentals why would that matter especially to People who are not uh, uh, reading the music on the score, um, well, the music seems to um, be set in an acoustic dimension. Uh, let's say at once very classical, and we will say something a bit uh, later about this. Uh, meaning uh, very much Western oriented, extremely uh, soothing for the ear, uh, but also. Um, it seems to be part of a uh, expressive world that uh, uh, has to do with uh, amateur piano playing. And by amateur, obviously I'm not uh, hinting on an, uh, any negative uh, uh, significance. But amateur, in this context means uh, a word of piano playing that is not meant to sound, complex complicated or advanced or particularly uh, intellectual or um, related to uh, academic uh, piano playing or academic uh, uh, music um, these are aspects of this music that uh, are related as well to the uh, plot of the story and uh, as I recently uh, listened to an interview by the composer uh, talking about uh, the creation of this music uh, it is important uh, to point out how much uh, the story uh, with uh, the plot and the characters involved has influenced uh, enormously this uh, the choice of music particularly let's say a few things about the story Mm, perhaps you remember this is about um, a a Scottish lady who uh, with uh, a daughter who is uh, pretty much I think uh, sold uh, in the 1850s to marriage to um, a landowner in remote New Zealand and after a very long trip uh, they have to adjust to a completely new type of life Uh, important to remember that uh, Ada, the main character uh, she is mute but she is a pianist, she brought with herself a a piano and um, she obviously particularly uh, close to it she plays a lot she uh, also ends up uh, teaching piano in the movie and uh, because of her either um decision to not speak to anyone and to communicate uh, barely with the uh, sign language uh, and i think if i recall she does communicate in sign language only with her daughter flora um, she seems to be able to communicate only through the music she plays and therefore uh, the, the main theme at least one of the main themes of the movie is this obsessive kind of relationship with not just music but with the piano which seems to be the only vehicle for her to find um, some um, uh, comfort in a world that has for her completely changed and has become quite uh, unfriendly difficult to accept etc so um, this is the setting but there is more to it first of all we are in New Zealand which is uh, um, to the eye of a person living in England will feel probably um, kind of a bit of a wild uh, location wilderness is what we see in the opening of the movie Um, not just a deep forest but also uh, indigenous people Um, and a strong sea that crushes its waves onto the shore Uh, musically speaking this seems to translate uh, very well in certain piano um, figures that uh, if you are an amateur pianist you have encountered before particularly uh, if you think of uh, the waves in this form is a piano figure that uh, comes over and over in classical music and uh, somehow it is not uh, by chance that uh, it is featured for this uh, melody more than that this uh, type of uh, accompaniment is set in free um, which is uh, free beats quick free um, which is perfect for fast uh, dancing, sometimes even pirouettes Not uh, there is a famous scene in which uh, she plays the piano on the beach and uh, her daughter, uh, if I recall, she's just uh, dancing uh, and, uh, and it makes perfect sense that this music is very inspiring to uh, dancers from all traditions <coughs> figures here chosen by the composer allow you to see with some degree of precision uh, the movement of the waves the movements of the trees pushed and pulled by the wind and uh, these obviously are all images that we might have in our mind because we've seen the movie but uh, these also represent uh, nature archetypes, uh, symbols that by being alive you uh, somehow uh, have developed a relationship with so uh, music somehow represents, uh, at least in this case, images that uh, we all know and images that are uh, evoked by a movie but at the same time allows us to tap in a dimension of uh, symbols that mean much more than a movie and much more than a plot Um, in this sense I have a lot of respect for music such as this Uh, Michael Nyman himself uh, speaks of uh, music that is written for a movie uh, not necessarily as valuable as music that uh, is meant to be heard um, per se at a music concert without uh, the help or support or the reference of uh, images or even a plot but having having said that he acknowledges that there is uh, a greater responsibility to um, make music that somehow is able to um, offer content and meaning that enhance the, the story the character, the themes that are portrayed in the, uh, in the story having said that, then uh, one should probably elaborate an idea of what are these themes and then we're back to, to the main <laughs> themes of the movie which are um, someone who is mute who decides not to speak to the outside world Um, someone who uses music to express themselves or to just uh, uh, maybe uh, let her uh, inside world outside um, well isn't that something that uh, we can all to a certain degree relate if you play an instrument if you play particularly if you play the piano you probably know this uh, quite well the piano is not just a musical instrument is obviously not just a piece of furniture in the house but um, somehow represents a symbol, a, g- uh, a getaway uh, a, a vehicle for all the world that is unknown probably to you as well inside you that uh, is just waiting to come out I was mentioning earlier how uh, meaningful this repertoire is, the soundtrack is to students and amateurs uh, of, uh, of piano uh, exactly because it doesn't matter how professional you are, how proficient you are in playing the piano if you have a piano in your, in your life, in your home, then that place in the house uh, represents something very special to you Every day, the opportunity for you to uh, tap into that inside world. So, if we think of it from this angle, then this movie uh, signifies something special to all musicians, pianists, particularly, probably, um, because it has offered um, the opportunity to look at our activity at the piano without uh, any. judgment but just by showing how a piece of uh, musical instrument carries this uh, um, importance carries this uh, significance to all of us who enjoy uh, just uh, sitting there in our house and playing it it is interesting how um, the music was also uh, chosen by Michael Nyman following some Unexpected, I would say, uh, trajectory, unexpected uh, guidelines. Um, he mentions, for example, that uh, given that uh, the movie is set in eighteen uh, fifties, around the eighteen fifties, and <coughs> the music will have to be played by the main character. And I think, if I'm correct, uh, the actress who plays Ada. Uh, she is the actual pianist so she has learned all this music and I think in the movie you hear the actual actors playing it which is quite remarkable I'd say um, but then uh, w- what style would that be appropriate? Uh, this is music that is uh, uh, played by a character who lives in the 1850s therefore one would say the style has to somehow relate to the music of the 1850s at least the one that was available in uh, in uh, Great Britain uh, at that time um, also uh, the, the pianist on in the story she is mute so she doesn't speak to the world which means that she's not um, communicating with it in a normal way she seems to be not interested in what really the world has to offer her and one might therefore imply that uh, if she had to express her her own feelings um, through music uh, perhaps uh, uh, the music by other composers uh, would not necessarily do the job Uh, so the music written for her Is music that uh, must sound like something that she will create, that she will make up on the spot. And so, once again, this relationship between music that is of a, let's say, high standard, um, art music, refined, intellectual, advanced, it's all uh, rejected, chunked away. And once again, the choice of setting music that is uh, let's say a good intermediate level but not more than that is is also a message uh, a way to connect with musicians with pianists of, uh, of all sorts of all uh, levels um, and then there is also this element of uh, creativity once again she seems to be making this music on her own, in her own style she uses music to communicate therefore there is probably an element of uh, improvisation Uh, at least it must sound like an improvisation Um, and Michael Lyman I think is uh, uh, really able to express, to to, uh, communicate this in this other um, piece called Big My Secret there are aspects of improvisation here that are not apparent uh, right away. Uh, the first is uh, written, actually not in the notes, but the in the tempo marking. He says uh, molto adagio con rubato, which means uh, very slow with a you know rubato feel. Uh, and in my score, and I think it's the original one or one of the uh, original that has been published afterwards it says that uh, the tempo marking, the, the metronomic tempo goes from 50 to 64 which is quite a big range of uh, liberty given by, uh, by the composer what does it tell us? that uh, uh, precision, accuracy in tempo is not required it's like uh, let, uh, you know, let, let the music just go with its flow something like this really gorgeous um, continuing on my uh, journey through this now we have landed on uh, "Big my secret um, I was noticing uh, how uh, there isn't really a theme it sounds like uh, um, a way of uh, going around uh, arpeggios scales and chords you know not uh, 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 too orderly way, and but uh, there is a charm to it, and so I'm wondering what does this mean? What type of uh, what type of world is the composer trying to represent here? And then I think uh, it hit me uh, some days ago. It seems that it uh, uh, seems that it all refers to uh, a memory. Um, memory of what? The memory of uh, someone someone practicing some classical pieces have you ever had experience of listening someone practicing? well, if you have, you have heard for sure a lot of repetition you have heard a lot of uh, musical material quite uh, classical, possibly Uh, potentially even dull, so for example This type of thing, or um, so this type of material that uh, to someone who is uh, practicing becomes the actual uh, work. Yeah, someone is uh, learning. Someone is by repetition learning and 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 make becoming more fluent, but to someone outside listening to this, this is not really music but if you had the opportunity to, uh, to hear someone do that at the piano maybe for hours every day that becomes sort of a presence in your outside world you come home and you hear this person is practicing and it becomes um, an acoustic uh, presence that tells you about life tells you about someone young and uh, uh, disciplined young who's, who's, who's learning something new and then um, automatically all these elements um, musical scale or arpeggios and chords they kind of signify the presence of uh, someone who is, uh, uh, who is learning how to express themselves at the piano and whether you like the music or not whether you are a musician yourself or or you know the music that is being played the sound of someone practicing it's either annoying obviously sometimes it can become very annoying uh, or it's just signifying um, uh, life being being lived fully so what are these elements once again? these elements seem to be coming from a maybe a slightly ca- classical academic world not particularly uh, richer or advanced uh, but then they don't have to be they seem to compile a repertoire of things for example um, the arpeggio things like this that are obviously Part of a million sonatas and, and a variety of styles of different classical composers that that become the language in which this uh, piece is composed. It seems to be uh, a series of snapshots of someone who is practicing, and um, funnily enough, you can find snapshots of mistakes. Crazy, huh? How does he do that? Well look at the... look at the way uh, the rhythm is so off this is off right? that's better, but originally is... that's right, then off you can hear how things are not exactly square but that, that is probably the, the charm of someone who is uh, trying to make them correct <laughs> that seems to be more square but that's not what Michael Neymar writes he writes things a bit off to be the actual uh, recording of someone practicing a a nice classical piece of music and not quite being yet there Uh, look at uh, this passage this is uh, quite typical of intermediate type of uh, piano practicing Uh, right hand figures isn't it uh, every you know classical piece ever pretty much touching on this type of figures think for example of Liszt's uh, uh, Liszt uh, the mm, love dream very famous, in the right hand you have a part with melody and some other thing etc. so you can hear, if, if you are practicing this, you will you will practice something like that and your neighbors will hear something like that So why would be so important to render this uh, practicing dimension in a piece of music? Why has the composer uh, decided to uh, write something that resembles someone practicing? Uh, it seems to me that um, the composer wants to take this private moment that has it that every musicians experience in their uh, practicing time uh, and um, um, maybe uh, putting in a higher status, uh, make it very dignified that regardless your level, regardless your proficiency, you're doing something of great value if you are playing the, the, the this piece of music, Big My Secret, uh, you, you can hear that the right hand is doing uh, a lot of uh, let's say practical work while the left hand is uh, is supporting this with a very kind of traditional arpeggios there is a sense that um, playing the right hand alone will sound really a little bit dull uh, but playing with the left hand it sounds very dignified and very um, let's say very very charming this music is in the effect that all these figures have as a whole not as necessarily beautiful melodies or beautiful choice of chords it's everything seems to be very classical and to a certain extent quite academic but as a whole there is um, an element of uh, uh, disorder of uh, not uh, linearity that uh, is quite I will say quite difficult to render from the uh, perspective of uh, the composer so once again the charm seems to be in finding exactly the line where things are uh, overall uh, pleasant to hear but not perfectly um, uh, artistically conceived there isn't any intellectual deep idea or any a strong thing that we can attach our uh, listening to Uh, and this is why at least one of the main reasons why this piece of music speaks so strongly, so deeply uh, to the ears of uh, young pianists, amateur pianists, students of music, students of piano uh, at any level it is also possible that uh, uh, this is the reason why Minimalism in general, Michael Nyman's music and uh, soundtracks overall are, uh, I mean, tends not to receive uh, as much as a positive um, response from the uh, classical academic world. Exactly for this reason, because it seems to be uh, they these pieces of music seems to be written for the uh, purpose of appealing. But then, if we forget this for a moment. Appealing to who? Appealing, why? Um, the movie itself is about using music, uh, recognizing music as a way of communicating uh, deep, personal, important things away from language, and uh, it's a remarkable, sensitive, and uh, um, I'll say, uh, inspiring. Uh, Reflection on the dimension of uh, language. Uh, this piece of this composition end up uh, doing the job greatly in um, highlighting exactly that uh, that balance when music is able to speak uh, clearly and uh, ef- effectively to the heart of people is uh, not only when you have the greatest composers with the greatest themes with the greatest techniques they are amazing but very often in order to be authentic and speak to the heart then you must uh, probably uh, be humble and start offering simple ideas, simple uh, techniques Um, so this is probably the reason why I wanted to uh, talk about this uh, soundtrack I spent most of my life studying music that is uh, deep meaningful uh, very rich uh, at least to me and this end up um, most often being the music of uh, great composers of great artists who have uh, inspired me and millions other people like me Um, so great amazing but there is something to say about music that doesn't aim at great uh, art that doesn't want uh, to, to be recognized as uh, masterpieces of composition and uh, sometimes uh, I will say not often but they manage to uh, reach a dimension of communication that uh, the listener gets right away uh, one can qualify this as well this is uh, just a commercial attitude sometimes it is, other times is just a touch of uh, authenticity artists that are able to connect with that authentic self um, can eventually extract, uh, distill some uh, important idea into music that doesn't um, aim necessarily at being unique, original or difficult or Uh, advanced uh, or aesthetically unique, but that speaks to the heart. With this in mind, I'm going to uh, play Big My Secret. By the way, uh, you probably have noticed that uh, my piano is not uh, perfectly tuned, it might need some uh, um, maintenance these days, but I also noticed that uh, uh, it's doesn't sound too bad for this uh, uh, composition there is something uh, once again charming fascinating about uh, music written for normal people in normal homes with normal pianos uh, without uh, us humble people with humble instruments uh, the world of music uh, would not uh, really exist so um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in once again. Uh, I really appreciate your time. If you decide uh, to support uh, the podcast, uh, you can do so by um, going to my uh, Patreon page, it's, uh, Alberto El Ferro, or uh, you can find links either on the uh, platform where you're listening to this w- podcast from, or also. You can find this link on my website or uh, on my Instagram, Facebook, etc. So, um, once again, thank you for listening and look forward to our next episode of uh, Where Is The Music. Bye!